0: Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. This episode of the CMO Podcast is part of our Leadership During Crisis series. For these short episodes, I am inviting back previous guests to see how they are leading during the pandemic, how they are addressing new challenges, and how they are providing for their consumers, their employees, and the public during these unprecedented times. Today, my guest on Leadership During Crisis is Stephanie Perdue, Vice President of Marketing at Chipotle Mexican Grill. Stephanie was about a year and a half into the job at Chipotle when COVID hit, and she shares how the company shifted its priorities to focus on how they could help frontline workers by feeding these everyday heroes. Stephanie also talks about how Chipotle found ways to support the family farms that provide the critical food supply to their restaurants. This is my conversation with Stephanie Perdue. Stephanie, welcome to the CMO Podcast. We are recording this podcast in mid-summer 2020, the most unusual summer I think most of us have had. So I want to start right up front. How the heck is your summer going?
1: Uh, What an unusual year. Thanks for having me, Jim. But yeah, this is one for the ages, for sure. I don't think any of us could have predicted this, but um, with, with disruption comes... You know, pretty amazing change in innovation. So um, on one side, you know, obviously tragic. But on the other side, you know, I think everyone is kind of from a community or business or personal perspective, I think, finding some silver linings, which is which is really cool to see.
0: What's the biggest leadership lesson over the last four or five months? Have you kind of relearned or, or learned We've all adapted. We're working differently with our teams, our business models. Some are accelerating, some are decelerating. So tell us what you've learned if you had to boil it down to one lesson.
1: One lesson. I mean, I think that old adage about meeting the consumer where their needs are still is front and center. So I know for Chipotle, uh, you know, with with the pandemic, you know, basically restaurant dining rooms had to close. And um, that means opening up different modes of business. Um, So really getting to what the consumer needed, being there at the right time, at the right place. Um, So we turned on free delivery. We really pivoted our entire marketing and media plan to online ordering, which you think about retail establishments and the importance of a physical location. That's a a major change. Um, thinking about the consumer psyche when it comes to health and wellness um, and our responsibility. Um, But I think all those changes come down to really meeting the consumer where their needs are. And I think that's a tried and true lesson.
0: When we get past COVID someday, what do you miss most that you hope returns? And what do you hope for you doesn't return that is a permanent change?
1: Uh, what I miss most is live sports in every sense of the word, turning on the television, watching my nine-year-old play soccer on the weekends. Um, I think there is a camaraderie and a leadership and an excitement and an unpredictability of live sports that I think all of America misses. Um, it's probably why that documentary on Michael Jordan did so well. Um, what I think would be great that keeps going is the innovative spirit that you see whether it's at a company, um, whether it's at the community level, I mean, just the desire for human connection and doing it in a safe way. People are figuring out whether it's virtual, uh, using social distancing, but they're finding new ways um, to drive that connection. And, um, And with that, I think comes new growth opportunities.
0: What's your biggest habit change difference in COVID? Are you changing how, you know, how you work out or how you, your ritual with your family or what is the biggest?
1: Yeah, I I would have to say more time with the family, right? With all the good and bad that comes with it. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I love not spending my commute hours um, on the road, but spending them with my, my, I have two girls, a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, and it's just simply better bonding experience um, and getting to find, getting to see all those little moments that you probably would have missed um, if you were traveling or at work. So I think, I think that's what's really wonderful to see.
0: So Chipotle now, you've been there two, two and a half years. You know, you're part of the team. Brian's been there about, your CEO, about two and a half years. This has been a textbook brand. I don't know, restage, I guess, is the right word. Or, or a, I don't know, doubling down on your purpose and your fundamentals. And so I think it's, there's so much to learn from it. Uh, and so I'd like you to talk a bit about, you know, if you were to write a playbook about what's happened in this restage, what would that playbook look like? You know, what would the chapters be? Uh, because you're, you're just really on a tear. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a very, very deliberate tear. And I think you're doing everything in harmony with the original idea of the brand when it was founded. So many years ago. So, what what could what could others learn from that playbook?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times, I think we all hear as marketers going back to a brand's DNA and staying true to that. I think that was definitely the first place we started. Um, And you know, I think we were we were wanting to uh, really raise awareness of Chipotle's longstanding commitment to responsible sourcing real ingredients, real culinary techniques. So from a marketing standpoint, um, one of the things we set to do is create a brand campaign that really um, hit that home. Um, And so um, the other thing we were looking to do candidly is really build trust with the consumer. What really happens in the Chipotle kitchen? So um, in 2019, we launched a new brand campaign called Behind the Foil. It was filmed by uh, award-winning documentarian Errol Morris who was just perfect for this opportunity because he loves getting real out of people, the real experience. And so he interviewed 50 of our employees unscripted in our kitchens, and they talked about how we um, every morning, you know, make our food fresh, you know, make our guacamole from scratch, 48 avocados in every batch of guacamole, their passion for food, was something that was contagious. It was something that was authentic and, and real. And that really, that campaign um, that we've uh, launched in 2019 over 2020, um, really helped cement brand perceptions, drove sales and transactions into, into Chipotle, and built that consumer trust around what's, what's going on in Chipotle's kitchen, which was something that was really important to know. And that idea of, of real and of cultivating a better world permeated all of our marketing action. So I can give you a I give you a ton of examples around, you know, how we we brought our 53 real ingredients to the forefront. You know, we had um, the best spellers in the US spell our ingredients versus our competitors' ingredients, which you can imagine the competitors listening to being a whole bunch of things that you can't pronounce. And it was, you know, a really fun way to bring that positioning of the brand to life. And I think we never lost focus um, after telling the story of real and continuing that um, consistently, and uh, not getting tired of that. um, To look for ways to activate our brand purpose around cultivating a better world, and so I think that's really come out in in COVID um, and during these times. You know, um, we found opportunities to feed the front line. um, You know, over 200,000 burritos setting up. Um, gift cards to allow the front line to get the protective equipment through those consumer contributions. Um, and, you know, I gave you the example of farmers. We're looking for ways to continue to grow that next generation of farmers. So one of the things that we did in the last two years was take a hard look at the agricultural industry. We noticed that farmers' um, are median age is over 58. And we set a we set out to say, you know, how are we going to protect the real the future of real food as a brand? We need to get more younger farmers into the business. Um, so what we did is set aside seed grants and three um long-term contracts to get those young farmers going. Um and we just had our first class of seed grant recipients, and those seed grant recipients happen to be two-thirds women and um People of color. So it's it's definitely the first of many brand actions that we feel is important to continue to drive that real food. Um, So I talked a little bit about staying true to the brand positioning, staying Mm -hmm. true to your purpose, and I think you know I think the last thing is um, the the power of digital. I mean it's it's pretty amazing when you think about retail and where it's going. Um, the the restaurant industry has been kind of one of, I think, slow to adopt. Um, and it's always been protected, I think, from the physical location of getting the food. Um, but what we learned with, with Chipotle is that um, our food travels well. We have a young customer. They're highly engaged with mobile. Um, and why wouldn't we create some new business models through delivery, through ordering ahead and picking up through mobile, um, mobile pickup? Why wouldn't we create those new occasions for our customers? And, um, and you know, we even have something called a Chipotle, lane, which you don't even have to leave your car. You basically order on your phone, you pull up, you know, hasn't been done in the restaurant industry, a mobile pickup lane. Um, and I think those are all the opportunities that the leadership team saw when we got here was like, we've got to tell the story of real food. This, this, this purpose that the whole company has around sharing, um, cultivating a better world, let's double down and let's continue to give our customers new reasons and new occasions to come to Chipotle on their terms.
0: It sounds like you're innovating and, and ideating even more quickly than you did pre-COVID. Is that true? And, and if so, how, how have you been able to manage that as a leadership group?
1: yeah I mean, I think I, I think all all businesses are kind of in this position, you know um, you know, I think for us, it was being okay with reworking the playbook, right? You know, oftentimes you've got a playbook, you, you've, got, you've got these these projects that you have resourced and they're going full steam. And I think with this disruption, we took a step back and said, okay, we need to rewrite the playbook. And if that conversation wasn't had on a weekly basis, honestly, we had it on a daily basis. And there was a lot of extreme pivots. Um, And it was about keeping some of the longer term projects going that were worth investing and still believing in, but also making a lot of short term commitments and and pivots um, to to respond real time with what's going on in the world. Um, And I think any company that doesn't do that, I think they're going to miss the opportunities, um, with this huge consumer shift in behavior. Um, and so, um, I think it was still taking that growth mindset, but, um, with some radical constraints, um, and finding those ways for the brand still to grow despite those, Mm -hmm. those obstacles.
0: What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. Stephanie, this has been wonderful to get to know you better uh, to sort of get into your experiences in your life. Uh, I love many of the themes you brought up, you know, about breaking the, the mold, the silos, innovating, uh, being stage gate driven. It's been a wonderful interview full of learning, full of personality. So I appreciate it very much.
1: Hey, well, thanks for the opportunity. I know you talk to a lot of people, so this has been wonderful.
0: That was my conversation with Stephanie Perdue. Lots and lots of lessons in this one. I love how their brand purpose is just supporting everything and how they're reacting to the pandemic and other elements of the crisis we're living through. They support frontline workers. They are supporting their employees and they're supporting the family farms. That's it for this episode of our Leadership During Crisis series. We hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode and found value and insight into how these leaders and brands are operating during this pandemic. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I would be so grateful if you shared it with your friends and if you gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and get notified every time we publish a new episode. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group Original Production.